We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so your participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your Front Range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Well, oh wow! Happy Sunday, Serbia. Oh wow! Sorry, you had to tune in for that one. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Losers Lounge. Wah, 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 wah. We are presented, wah, wah. of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to use the code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. How we do on our bets tonight? Pretty good, actually. Although we were one, I got they didn't for some reason didn't win the first quarter. It was tied. Yeah. We got Jokic points. Oh, we got I, I know why it was tied. Murray points or Murray threes. Uh, we didn't get a we didn't get a steal from KCP, so the parlay didn't hit. Mm-hmm. But overall, decent. Close, but no cigar. Yeah. The Nuggets fall today, uh, one twenty two to one twenty to the Brooklyn Nets. Boy, do we have a lot to get to, fellas. We've got a lot to go over today. The headline of this show is, I believe, who's to blame for the Nuggets' loss to the Nets. And um, there's a lot of things we could talk about for sure. I'm Harrison Wind, of course, joined here by Eric Weedham. You know him as D-Line. Hey, what's up, guys? I, I don't want to be here. <laughs> also joined by Brendan Vogt. Probably would have been a good day to call out sick, but uh, listen, you just got to keep working. No excuses. Doesn't matter if it's March. Play through it. Absolutely. Through. Like I said, we got a lot to get to. Let's get to the fast recap. Though, because I do have a lot of notes because there was a lot that went on in this game, a lot to break down, a lot to talk about. Let's recap it, though, really quickly. Um, this game started with uh, Denver being sloppy, I thought. Five early turnovers for the Nuggets. The Nets got most of their points early off those turnovers. And, you know, Michael Porter Jr. did come to play, though. He was great in that first quarter. High activity. I thought he was everywhere. Good rotations on defense as well. He was hitting shots. The Nuggets bench to end this first quarter, in the middle to end of this first quarter, was interesting. Jamal Murray, Reggie Jackson, Bruce Brown, Vlako Chanchar, Jeff Green. Vlako was back in the lineup today for the first time since his injury. Thomas Bryant was not in the rotation today for the first time since the Nuggets got him at the trade deadline. I thought that was really interesting. Um, even though Nerlens Noel played some minutes in the first quarter, their backup center Denver did not go to Thomas Bryant. 
Like I said, Vlaka was back, but really rough minutes for him. Missed his first three shots. Gave up a four-point play to Mikhail Bridges, plus a flagrant. The bench was just a disaster. Uh, Jeff Green was getting roasted by Seth Curry. No defense all around, really. The Nets built a double-digit lead. <coughs> Excuse me. Nicole Jokic changed the momentum of this game. Um, two plays in the first half. Got a block at the rim, which led to an MPJ3. Uh, this is in the second quarter now. Then a steal in the paint that led to an Aaron Gordon three. This was a good defensive game at times from him, I thought. Nuggets got the lead back. Jokic was just a beast offensively in the second quarter. Jamal Murray hit a buzzer-beating three right before half. Uh, 19 points from Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. each in the first half. It kind of saved Denver. It was all the starters. All those guys were big double-digit positives. Nuggets led 69-61 at the break. Third quarter was the Nuggets' meltdown. Uh, they got outscored 37-18 to in the quarter. The Nets took Nick Claxton out of this game early in the third, and Denver immediately, and this is a storyline, immediately started having trouble getting Nikola Jokic the ball. It's the only thing that can slow down Denver's offense, Denver's starter's offense, and that's what the Nets did. Reggie Jackson was awful in that third quarter. Jamal Murray was on the bench. Trainers were looking at his knee. Left knee, he came back in and then left the game for good. Went back to the locker room, left knee soreness. Nuggets down 98-87 after the third. To start the fourth quarter, guys, Christian Brown was in the game. Nuggets go on a 23-18 run to open the quarter. Interesting note, Michael Porter Jr. did not play pretty much the entire fourth quarter. Did not play Very after interesting. getting subbed out in the third. But Denver was able to get their momentum back with Christian Brown in the game. They turned on a little bit of defense. Here's how the game ended. It was 121-120 Nets with 30 seconds left. Nuggets get the ball to Nicole Jokic around the foul line. He gets double teamed, gets the ball back to Bruce Brown, who misses a floater. But it goes out of bounds, Nuggets basketball. Ten seconds left. Nikola Jokic gets the ball at the foul line. Doubled again. He elects to shoot a fadeaway, tough turnaround shot where he falls down. He misses. Nuggets then foul. Mikhail Bridges hits one of two free throws. Nuggets down 122-120 with one second left. They get the ball to Nikola Jokic on the left wing. He misses a step back three. And that's all she wrote. So many potential top takeaways from this one. So many. 122-120. Nuggets lose their third straight game. This is their third or second, sorry. This is their second three-game losing streak <coughs> of the season. They had one in December, early December. But um, this is a tough one, like I said. A lot to go over. I'll go to you first, Vote. Top takeaway from today. All right. I am going to – I think there are a lot of takeaways for this loss how they lost this game and how they reached that loss. I'm going to go for a bigger picture one because I think there is one, even if you're still of the opinion that they can turn this around, yeah. it's March, whatever. Uh, no, I disagree, chat. There are a lot of takeaways. I think one of the big ones is the way that they've struggled when what you described happened has happened this year, when they go small like that or they put a power forward on them and a, and a center on someone else. They did try that in the first half. It didn't work. But... Denver should be better equipped this year than last year to get Jokic the ball. And mm -hmm. right now, the way they struggle and sometimes panic to do it, I think that's the bigger picture concern. The other stuff, I think you can expect players XYZ to be better. But that's going to be something they see in the playoffs. That certainly seems like a look um, a, a coach could go to. 
and the way that they can't get him the ball is a problem, or at least didn't today. Um, I have other ones, like Porter not playing in the fourth is is bullshit, but I will I will wait till it comes back around to me. D-line? Uh, the top takeaway I have is just, like, how, like, much Michael Malone, like, made it, like, a mockery of these of this game. Like, that was the worst coach game I've seen in a very long time from the Denver Nuggets. Thing, like, if you're looking to, I mean, there's a lot of things you're, you're trying. You're trying to get people back into the lineup. You're trying to find lineups that make sense. You're trying to instill your players with confidence. You're trying to get some continuity. You're trying to find some way out of this dark uh, hole that they're in. Yeah. And the... There were just so many moments where you're like, what are you doing? Like, why? okay, why do you stagger Jamal only to just pair him with Reggie Jackson? Shouldn't you just, like, give... Reggie Jackson should be a one-for-one for for Jamal. Like, he should give Jamal time to rest. So what does that do? Then he gives you that tragic three-guard lineup, which has been a disaster this entire season. Um, And then you go away from Michael Porter Jr. at the end. Like, you're trying to send a message or something. Like in a game where Michael Porter Jr. was absolutely cooking in the first uh, first half, and then he became a, a nothing in the second. Christian Brown finally makes an appearance way too late. Um, the, the final play is just like, a, it's just like a disaster, disaster, disaster. Yeah. It just pushed every wrong button today, and it, it was just disheartening because we got a really, really great performance from Nikola Jokic. Jokic is like back engaged he he's back from his little hiatus and the what he got from his his co or his teammates and his coach and it was just like Jamal was bad like it was just like it was a disgusting display man in so many in so many aspects yeah that's my feeling coming out of this one too just like there were so many things that were happening in real time and you're like I just disagree with what yeah, like, Mike what are you doing out man? there, man. And, I mean, the biggest one for me is obviously Christian Brown, and it was the right adjustment. It just came way too late. I mean, the Nuggets right. outscored the Nets by nine points in the 12 minutes that Christian Brown played. Those were all in the fourth quarter. It, it, it just came way too late. I mean, he should be playing every night. Like You guys know how I think about that. It just blows my mind that he's not been out there. Michael Porter Jr. not playing the entire fourth quarter was also interesting. You know, Denver, in the end, they were in a position to win, potentially. Yeah, or at least Rolling tied. with the lineup that was working. So I cut him a little more slack on that one. But, I mean, the Christian Brown DNP for most of this game is ridiculous. Rolling with Jamal Murray and Reggie Jackson as a pairing off the bench, I agree with you, D-Line. You're seeing a lot of the same problems that you saw when Jamal Murray was playing with Bones Highland. It's kind of the same thing repeating himself. Jamal Jamal adds nothing to the bench. Nothing. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And and you saw today. I mean, he has to exit with knee soreness. Like, you just don't want to see that. That's what you're afraid of happening when, when you're playing him like this. So... There was just a lot of stuff that went on today. You know, a lot of Michael Malone decisions that I just looked at, and I'm like, I would just disagree with them. You know, I just, I just didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. It's fr- I mean, this this was a like, the last two games were frustrating because you were like the looking at the Nuggets, just not giving any effort, and it's it's just gross to 
be involved in. It just feels like disingenuous. Like, what are we even doing here? This game today was just like a, a comedy of errors. They yeah. had every ability to win this game. That third quarter was a nightmare, but they were able to fight back and they were in an absolutely great position to, if not tie, to win the game. Um, they had like, I mean, there were no, the fact that Bruce Brown took that floater, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, this is a lot of things like this overall, just an incredibly frustrating game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's Bruce Brown at point guard is really tough. I mean, so the, tough. those, the, the final stretch of the game, as bad as Jamal was today. And as much as I was glad to see him sit once it looked like he was hurt, there's more to lose than gain there, by the way. It did feel like they could have won this game if they had him. I mean, they obviously could have. It came down to the last possession. But uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, Jamal wasn't good enough today before he got hurt. Uh, the bench has been horrendous. Malone's rotations today were bizarre. It's been a while since Bruce Brown has really looked great. And uh, there was a second guy who came to play today, and he looked amazing. He was playing one of his best games in a Nuggets uniform. And I actually think the move to keep Christian Brown in worked, ironically, right? They oh, would, dude, it, they crushed it. They crushed the, the it. The momentum of the game changed. But you can't convince me the only way to get him in there is last second in the fourth quarter and in place of Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're just throwing everything at the people. wall. Christian, get in there. And, totally. and over and over, over uh, Porter, of all people. Now, it may very well have worked out to their benefit down the stretch. Brown was amazing. But for me, the Porter thing is an on-principle issue. You cannot, you simply cannot ask as much as you have of that guy in terms of sacrifices, playing the right way, watch him follow through on it, and then yank him after those three quarters that he played. Yeah. Where he was the second best player on the floor. Yeah. In the first, He yeah. kept you in this game. He, in kept the he, was, he, was, bad. he nuggets, was bad. The Nuggets thing. are down 20. At halftime, if it's not for Michael Porter. Like, it's Nicole true. Jokic was great. And, but if they don't have Michael Porter's 19 points at that half and some of the other plays he made on the other end of the floor, they're not in that game. And maybe he's fine with it. Maybe he's that good of a teammate. And he's like, hey, man, if this is what you got to do, let's do it. But I'm mad on his behalf. Like, I think that's BS, man. I think with the way he's played all season, the way he played today, yanking him was really, really... I, I just think unfair is the word. Mm -hmm. um, and okay, maybe it looked like it worked, but they also lost. So there's a lot to talk about today, and we can move off of this, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't also mention that I thought not playing Porter in the fourth was... Uh, MPJ was bad? All right, I'm not engaging with the chat. That's insane. He was so good today. He, and was, I think bad, he was bad him, in the third. He had a, he had a string of I, about I four or five his possessions. His last couple threw. plays were yeah. a couple turnovers. But, it, it, couple it, but all the same, it doesn't equate. It doesn't lead to you're out of the lineup. The, yeah, the like, leash is longer for other players, right? And I, I think the question is, who should he have been in over to end the game? Right. That's my, Bruce Brown. My thought is Bruce Brown, and I pretty sure the Nuggets thinking on this would be, oh, we need a point guard on the floor. That's correct. That's Bruce then Brown. Have, we don't then have over Jamal Christian Murray. Brown. Right, but I also thought Christian was necessary yeah. to that stretch. So See, there, there's the problem you I run actually into. get it. Like, I get what happened out there, and I think playing Christian worked. I'm actually just talking about on principle, not trying to beat the Nets on March, whatever it is. Like, on principle, that's I think that's really unfair. I think Porter has done has answered the call too many times for you to bench him there. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Like, but that's kind of why I got back to the Murray thing and his absence. It's really just that needing to have Bruce Brown on the floor there. I thought was a, was a problem. Yeah, that would be the po possible change. I think like you just bring in MPJ for Bruce Brown. Yeah. At some points, I feel like you can just 
acknowledge the fact that Jokic is the centerpiece of right. this. Right. I mean, Bruce Brown is a point guard, but like, you don't need it. What like, is he actually a doing? point guard? Right. Next that, are, to that is point guard. I know stuff. A, like, a point guard next to Jokic dribbles the ball up and then gives it to Jokic. Yeah. Like Jokic could just oh, do uh, that yeah. late, late in the game. That yes, yes. I mean, truthfully, like we don't. You don't have to have a a, a traditional whatever. It's it's frustrating, but it it, it feels like. Uh, you know, cutting your nose to spite your face, just making a decision that's like, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Uh, you know, you're sending a message to MPJ. You're sending a message to the team at large about effort or defense or something. That's generally the way it, it seems like uh, Michael Malone makes these like very confusing decisions. More often than not, you know, I mean, you guys know, like I'm more in favor of the way that Malone runs the team. But, yeah. Um, but man, like days like today, you're like, what? Man, you got to be able to pivot better. You have to be able to pivot better when there are, when things aren't going to the script, and it's time to start freewheeling a little bit. Like he might be the he's one of the worst coaches that I've seen when it comes to, when sort of things break down and he's to figure out an adjustment on the fly. It doesn't seem like he ever really is able to figure that out. Unfortunately, the Nuggets were in a position where they had to do that today. Jamal was pretty bad, and it seems like it's because of. Knee, lingering knee issues, Maybe, which is yeah. what I've been like wondering about. It's weird how like slow he's been and how labored he seems to be. It seems like he's tired. I really hope that it's just, you know, it's not as it appears. But it today it seemed like there was something up with Jamal. So you got to find some other w- thing that works and just pushing every wrong button today. Yeah. Man. What's frustrating about Michael Porter Jr. not playing in the fourth to go back to Vote's point is that like this storyline with MPJ it's been a season long one his ascension defensively his just ascension as a complete player has been something that's been tracking all season and like you've been able to chart it step by step by step like he's been improving as the season has gone on and um, like Michael Malone just last week just six days ago was lauding Michael Porter Jr. for just how tremendous that's the word Michael Malone used how tremendous he's been on both ends of the floor all season long. Of course, that was after the Nuggets beat the Raptors. But it still seems like Porter is in that zone where if something goes wrong with him defensively or if something just goes wrong with the Nuggets defensively when he's on the floor, he's a guy that can still be pulled. You know, he's still in that category where Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon... Bruce Brown, even those guys are in like a category where they'll always kind of play regardless of happen what happens, you know. Totally, and I think, I mean, regardless might Kale, be a little you, strong. You kick Dim Dottie out. Regardless, might be a little strong for Porter at this point because I guess I don't know. Maybe there are some situations, but I agree, man. The leash is so much longer for certain guys on this team that have not come as close to playing as hard as Porter has. And the thing is, we're not even talking about a day on which he struggled. Everyone was bad in the third quarter. The the Nuggets got ran in the third quarter. Porter had a couple turnovers there, too. His two turnovers of the game. Every second outside of that, he was tremendous today. He was good defensively. He had four assists. His shot making was automatic. I mean, it was... I'm sorry, man. Like that's that's crazy to it is, me. It to is. Not, I agree. I to agree. not have him on I the agree. floor. Now I get like for Christian Brown that worked. Yep. And so there's two different takeaways for me. Find a way to get Christian on the floor more, but find a way to do it without pulling MPJ. Like he's he's 
he was too good to not be out there in, in decisive minutes today. Yeah. I agree. He was too good, and he's too important to your championship goals this season yes. to bench him in a fourth quarter of a game that was going like that. Like, he just means too much. He's too integral of a piece. Like, Michael Porter Jr. is not some sideshow anymore that's, like, you. Yes. just an offensive weapon that can that you can go to in, in spots. Like, he's a key part of what the Nuggets are doing. He is a core player. He just should be penciled in for totally closing good. minutes every single night. Especially when he plays that good. Especially yes. that well, excuse me. I agree. Uh, Jamal, are you guys... Obviously, he goes back to the locker room. So that's concerning. But then I think also just the way he's been playing the last Dude, few I'm games. I'm super nervous. Are you concerned about him? Yeah. I, I, my uh, alert is is way up right now. Like, he is he does not look right. And, you know, we're getting into the stage where it's, Jamal should be going, like, rounding in a final form. I mean, you look at his, his uh, stats, they 16 points, solid-ish, three rebounds. Uh, five for 12 from three-point land. I mean, we always scream at him to, to shoot more threes. It didn't really work out today. But five for 19 for field goals. Like, he's just not right, man. He's not right, and it's it's difficult to watch. Yeah, he's definitely not right out there. And, yeah, I, I mean, I hope his knee isn't anything that's going to keep him out of the lineup. But, you know, maybe, maybe that would be the best thing at this point. He just hasn't seemed right recently. You know, he just hasn't seemed right. Uh, we got to hit a break. We're, we're way over, so let's do that and then uh, break down what else happened tonight. All righty then. Uh, oh, no. Are you kidding me, guys? I closed it. I closed my ad reads. Man, closed it. Holy shit. It's sni- okay, though, because snikes. I know what we need to talk about. We do need you? to talk about Athletic Greens. Oh, man. I'd talk about Athletic Greens all day. Uh, at my best, when I'm at my best is when I have Athletic Greens because that's when I get to start every day the right way. 12 ounces of cold water and one scoop of uh, of Athletic Greens, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. You don't need a whole recipe of vitamins to take. You don't need the vitamin case. It tells you what day of the week it is and what you need. Um, you just need Athletic Greens. One scoop, 12 cold, a- uh, cold ounces of water, and you are ready to start your day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. What do you have to do? It's easy. Go to athleticgreens.com nuggets. That's athleticgreens.com nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Shady Rays, Shady Rays. It's uh, it's almost time for that sun to start creeping back out, peeping back out. Oh, it done been creeping. Oh, it done been creeping. So you're going to watch Shady Rays. Uh, Shady Rays is awesome because they sell you great sunglasses, affordable sunglasses. And if you don't love them or you just happen to lose them or break them, you can return them for free within 30 days. Uh, and they're just going to let you get some new ones. So Shady Rays is awesome, an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product. Everyone here at the DNVR uh, company has our own pair of Shady Rays now, except for Susie. She lost hers already. Yeah, yeah. She and I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like uh, I have, like you and I share one pair. Yeah, we, we keep losing we don't it have our into own each other's hands. For our listeners, though, Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com, use code DNVR, or just visit them in-store at Park Meadows Mall for 50% off. Uh, two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try yourself at Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. 
All right, we are back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, the Losers Lounge, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Use the code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, I just want to make this last point about Michael Porter and him not playing in the fourth quarter. He is held to such a different standard than everybody else. Yes. It's so frustrating that we're at this point in the season, after the season that he's had, and he's still getting held to that standard. He, he still has such a shorter leash. Like, Jamal Murray does not get benched for the same stuff Michael Porter Jr. gets benched for. Jeff Green doesn't get Nobody benched Nobody else the... on the roster, well, maybe Christian Brown, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. gets benched for the same stuff Michael Porter does. That's what's so frustrating about it. He's had this great season. He's done everything that you've asked of him. And then makes one or two mess-ups and then just doesn't see the floor again the rest of the game. Yeah, it's, like, ir- it's that, irritating. That is what is most frustrating about what happened with him lately. Exactly. It's complete, It's super frustrating. It's super-duper frustrating. People in the chat are going way too far. I mean, don't, be, don't go full doomer. You got to stay with us today. You got to stay with us today. The Nuggets today. don't stay, suck. Stay present. I mean, I get, stay well, present. I mean, yeah, you got to stay present. This game was a disaster. Uh, they still could have won this game. They should have been up a lot more. That initial bench stretch was tragic. The third quarter was the worst thing I've seen. The number of turnovers, just the sloppy play. Um, Reggie Jackson. Oh, my God. But uh, the Nuggets don't suck. I mean, come on. Uh, the, the, the things I'm reading, it's just it's too much. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting what happens. I mean, they're on a three-game losing streak. Still number one in the West. I think five and a half games up now. Did Memphis play today? No, they did not. So it was five and a half games up. Sacramento play? No. Um, they are heading out on this, this road trip now. A five-game Eastern Conference road trip. So we'll see. Uh, what was so tough about this L is that a wonderful night from Nikola Jokic was wasted. 35 points, 20 rebounds, 11 assists, two steals, two blocks. And like those were very important blocks yes, that truth, he had. Truthfully. In 39 minutes, 14 to 23, he was dominant, absolutely dominant. dominant. And it's crazy that he put up these numbers when... Denver couldn't even get him the ball for the entire third quarter that he played. That That's something else that happened in the third quarter. The Nuggets got outscored 37-18, but Nikola Jokic played the entire yes. third quarter. That And they couldn't get anything out of it. which And, was... and that's what happened. They couldn't because they couldn't get him the ball. And the Nets took Nick Claxton out of this game. They put Dorian Finney-Smith. They put smaller guys on him. And Denver had trouble getting him the ball. And if I'm the Nuggets... After everything we just talked about, that might be my biggest thing I take away from this game and my biggest teaching point and coaching point. This is going to be exactly what teams do to Denver in the playoffs. This is the formula. This is the game plan. This is the only way to slow the Nuggets offense with the starters down is to put a smaller guy in Nikola Jokic and force Denver to find creative ways to get him the ball. And the Nuggets have not proved over the last couple seasons that they can do that consistently. That's what happened in the Philly game. That's what happened in that Toronto game. That's why the Nuggets almost lost that game. And that happened today. And Jokic was still able to score 35 points. They've just got to find a way to counteract that. And my biggest worry is that it's going to kill them in the playoffs. Like That's what's going to blindside them. And the Nuggets just have to be expecting that. Yes. Every single night, they have to expect that that's what the defense is going to do. And 
it's not just about getting him the ball, which you need to have a way to do, but also that if they're overloading like that, you have too many talented players, particularly when Murray is healthy and out there, you just have to find ways to make them pay, right? And that's ideally what Murray at his best will help you do. Um, you feel more confident just running pick and rolls too, instead of just sticking him on the post. But they do, it is something that, look, teams have two best guesses, I think. We're going to put the power forward on Jokic and the center on AG. And then if we can, and if all else, you know, if all else fails, we'll just go small and we'll just prevent. We'll just try to keep him from getting the ball. And I just, those are the things, I hate the way a lot of guys played today. I still think that this team is good. But those are the things that will carry over into the postseason. They'll see those looks again. So they, they have to learn from these. It just looked a little too panicked today. That was too long of a stretch to not be able to get him the ball. It's true. All that being said, they were within, they had the, the winning shot on the fingertips of the MVP, yep. um, or at least the tying shot. Uh, and for me, it's like really, yes, that, like that defensive scheme that, that keep for whatever reason, like not being able to get the ball into Jokic is the most frustrating thing to watch. Um, but man, they have, my biggest thing is they have got to figure this bench out. They have to, mm -hmm. it is just unbelievable. These two players they brought in have added absolutely nothing to the bench. Absolutely nothing. Reggie Jackson has been a, a disaster. Like an absolute disaster. Thomas Bryant doesn't even see the court today. Yeah. Um, Vlatko gets back. It has one like pretty pretty rough stint, and then doesn't see the floor again. Vlatko is somebody you, you want to try and build around. Like you want to. It's just like a, this weird game of confidence and yanking confidence away that Michael Malone was involved with today. That's just like so hard to swallow. Like Vlatko's a guy you like stick with and like allow him to get his confidence back. We see what that looks like over a long period of time. Like we've seen the, the positive he can bring and, you know, in again, out, out again, the hokey pokey. So, uh, I don't know. We got to figure this bench out, man. Yeah. I mean, we can move to the bench for sure. Vlatko missed, you know, the last several games with a right wrist injury, then comes into tonight, air balls, his first three point attempt pretty badly, <laughs> his first shot. And, yeah, I mean, he was all over the place. He was fouling a lot. He, he was not good and, you know, clearly just needs rhythm, needs game reps to get back. And he played the first half, did not play in the second half. Rudy Jackson played 17 minutes tonight. That's a lot of minutes for him. He was a minus 20, team worst minus 20. And I agree, man. Um, I mean, Thomas Bryant has clearly not found a groove. <laughs> He did not he play fell, tonight, on which the bench. even with Brooklyn going somewhat small off their bench was a surprise to me. And, and look, I've been critical as even strong. I've just been very vocal about how bad Thomas Bryan has looked, but I'm not giving up on him. I'm not totally out on Thomas Bryan. I still think he could show something. Uh, Denver went away from him totally today, which was a surprise. Reggie Jackson... Uh, Again, I'm not totally out on him either, but he has just not been good. And yeah, I have, everybody is searching right now with that second unit. I don't know what the solution is. I don't really think anybody does. Like that—that's what's tough. There I, have been a lot of different combinations that have been tried throughout the season. Like that—that that is a fact. They just have not found it. No, they didn't. Yeah, the, the the front office did not fix the bench. Yeah, they I didn't think, fix it. I think their not. their only hope is going to be two starters with that bench and finding three guys you trust. Uh, Christian Brown should probably be one of them. 
but and that maybe is okay. Like the playoffs may like fix this on their own, right? Like starters minutes go up, you bump it down to an eight man rotation if you can, if you can get away with it. But it's just been too long and it's been too consistent and it's been consistent across different personnel. So to me, this is the 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 most firm ground to stand on if you're going to criticize Malone and, and this staff for, for the, the tenure, the Jokic tenure, is outside of when Plumlee and Boogie were here, this bench has looked horrible. And it doesn't really matter who you switch out. Um, doesn't really look like they know what to do. I think it's one of the biggest ways this team and any given team might be hurting from the, just the severe lack of practice time in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It is so clear that the starters know how to play with each other and the next unit doesn't, and they just need to practice a hundred times. And there's no, that doesn't happen in the NBA. So I don't know if it's going to get better until they stagger two guys. That's something we've never seen them do. Unless in the t- entire Jokic Thomas era. Bryant rolled an ankle and then it was Murray and AG and they looked pretty good. My thing is like, I watch other teams acquire set like Mason Plumley, for example, went to the Clippers he didn't need tons of ramp up time, tons of practice, everything yeah. be catered to his specific situation. Like Thomas Bryant needs to figure it out, man. Like the team needs him. We, they're not going to. The situation is what it is. Yeah. He's got to figure out a way to be valuable to this team. Like, he has not been proven. He's not been. I've, I've literally seen nothing, like not one thing that I feel encouraged about from him. Uh, Reggie Jackson, I've seen like one thing I've been encouraged about. I mean, like 98 things I've been deeply discouraged about. They had one good run together in the second half against the Rockets. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, been about against it. the Rockets. Yeah. Right. That uh, was why. I exactly. So, <laughs> man, it's just, I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's rough. I mean, obviously, when you get into the playoffs, your bench becomes less and less important. It yep. never becomes not important, but yep. like you play your your starters longer and longer minutes. However, you know you need to get your starters need to be in one piece heading into the playoffs. So you need to be able to rely on these guys to give guys like Jokic, Murray, whose knee is now hurting, yeah, uh, MPJ time to rest on the bench uh, and. It's just every time the starters come back in, they're like, okay, what are we down? 10, 15? Like, what are we? All right, fine. Let's go. So, And just, I don't know, man, enough with the three-guard lineups. Yeah. You know? They're just not working. No. And at least the thing about Christian is I kind of see him as, like, at least more of a wing. Like, kind of a a three. Kind of a three, you know? But it's just... The, yeah, there, was, there was some some tough stuff today because Murray got hurt, and I know that changed a lot of the rotations, but... The the banging their head against the wall with the three guard lineup thing is, is a little tough. I do I do I guess really where I've settled on is that I just hope it's two starters in the playoffs, and I think at this point maybe it will be. Yeah, like in the in the playoffs, it's like you stagger MPJ probably. You stagger you Air, Casey. Yeah. We saw like good success with KCP staggering early. We've on. seen that, and the couple times Aaron Gordon has played with the bench that's always worked out granted they've only gone to that because of injury or something weird that's happened yeah so yeah we got to get i mean you would think just talking it out you're like well jamal's our second best offensive weapon so if we put him with the bench the bench needs offensive help so obviously adding jamal jamal is as adds nothing to that bench i it is so confusing to me he adds zero in fact he 
confuses it. Like the other guard doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Jamal just like he's not he's passive. He doesn't take command of the bench at all. He just kind of floats around. It's bizarre, man. There's been one time where Jamal with the bench has ever worked. It's been when Monte Morris was the backup point guard. Right. Yes. That's and that's point. when you had a real traditional point guard running the bench. Not Bruce Brown, not Bones Highland. That that's the only time it's worked. So that that would be the formula for it to work. That would be my just the biggest thing that I feel confident saying the staff has to step up. They just have to figure this out. And it I understand how the cap shakes out, right? Like a lot of money is with the starters. Like that's that's how it works, man, when you're a good team. You gotta figure out a way to have some sort of competence out there. And it's one thing to be, oh, their bench is a little less talented, but they just don't know what they're doing, man. And yeah, they're they're getting run. Yeah. They're, they're always different run. people. <laughs> yeah. The only time it worked this year, you said it in the pregame show, Wind, was when they were switching. KCP was staggered, and then Christian and, and Zeke were out there. Right. And, man, Zeke, for all the stuff individually, he personally needs to work on and improve in, it gave the bench a much more favorable look than we've yes, seen. Yes, because yeah. he, like, played with passion on the inside. He played he tough. Plays defense. Yeah. He, he, they had he an identity us, for sure. Gave us and defense, now, gave they, us tough yeah, rebound. Now they don't yeah, know what they're doing. Identity. identity. Um, that, but yeah, I mean, this team definitely does have some issues. They they've got to sort out right now. The defense has been bad. The bench has been awful. They're on a three game losing streak, but you know they still are five games up on right, number no, two and number three seed the in the West. Can you say that again? Just because I'm the Denver it. Nuggets have a five right. game lead. In the Western Conference. This is like, like t- the last three <laughs> games feel like you just get punched and you fall back into your Ferrari and drive yeah. home. Uh, let's another break. We've got Superstar Dev calling in from Ball Arena on the other side. I'm going to go ahead and make a bold prediction. I bet his lens is filthy and we have insane uh, light street marks. <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> That's a good guess for anybody calling in from Ball Arena. Hey, have you ever um, wanted to to get more weed, but you don't want to go to the dispensary. Yes, you don't want to go to the dispensary, though? Oh, it's an ad. Yeah, yeah, hang on. Stick with me. Pot? Oh. (laughs) But going to the dispensary requires, A, you driving, which you can't do if you've already smoked. B, you driving, which sometimes you just don't want to do. C, people recognizing you in public. And some people, sometimes, they don't want that in a dispensary. Whatever your reason is, boy, do I have a solution for you. Check out Jive Hive, Colorado's first virtual dispensary on wheels 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 and this is a uh listen man this is the real deal you got to check out their menu it's just like walking into a brick and mortar store in terms of the menu selection except it's better because a they come to your front door that's pretty sick it's your bricks and your mortar and uh and b (laughs) no brick and mortar actually means cheaper overhead which actually means they've got better prices So if you are in Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument, Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County, you got to check out jivehive.com. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. So you can smoke some weed on your couch without leaving your couch, because that's pretty tight. Jive Hive, don't drive. Hey, tight. (laughs) DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook. Both new and existing users can always have uh, extra fun with all the ridiculous giveaways and deals they got going on what do they got going on right now guys uh oh if you bet five dollars on uh on uh oh i'm sorry if you sign up now you can bet five dollars on any bet get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly only at jeffkin sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba with code dnvr so just bet on someone that's not the nuggets and you should be fine yeah be no problem um, 
Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. And remember, I think, I wish I said this more. Have fun when you're gambling. Yeah. Gamble responsibly. Set some units. Keep them small. Dude. Have some fun with us in the pregame. And uh, Gambling is inherently irresponsible. You don't have to be... Don't, don't be an idiot about it. You have to like, be extra irresponsible. Yeah, dude. Like, what are you doing, dude? Gambling can be fun, and it's a lot of fun with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. All right. We are back here on the DNVR Nuggets postgame show, The Loser's Lounge, presented by DraftKings uh, Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings I Sportsbook hate it app. Here. Let's go to Superstar Dev, who is at Ball Arena. Oh, look at that. Here it is. There he is, oh, the man he had time to clean. He had time to clean off that lens. I know you heard what I said. Let me get there. So actually, um, I tried my hardest to clean off the lens, and also I put no lighting in there. By the right way, put no lighting in there just to make sure um, that there was. <laughs> right here. Good, good color, good lighting. fucking fantastic. That's what I'm talking about. I tried to do the delay because uh, when I'm watching the news, um, they always take a while. So I wanted to yeah. feel like <laughs> Smart. Smart man. Smart. Yeah. Well, what you got for us, Dev? What did Michael Malone have to say? So, yeah, we talked to – well, I talked to Michael Malone um, and also Christian Brown. Um, and um, Adam's going to be able to talk to, to the MVP um, after that. Um, I mean – the, the big question of the night was uh, what happened to Michael Porter Jr.? What went into the decision to play uh, Christian Brown um, over Michael Porter Jr.? We didn't actually get an actual answer, but he did say that it comes down to stops. He said in the last three games, the defense has been non-existent, and um, that is what led to Christian Brown playing more. Um, um, he said that he does a lot of things in short minutes, and that was a silver lining for tonight. He said that he's a young pro, he's young, he's mature, but he, he plays the right way. Um, so that was one of the things uh, that I knew that would make uh, um, Harrison happy. Um, on the defensive strategy that was employed against them um, um, with the double teams, um, with sending different looks, um, he said uh, the way to beat that is proper spacing, um, getting stops. Um, you can look to exploit certain matchups early, um, and then when you don't get those uh, those uh, advantages on that um, end of the floor, um, you're going against a set defense, so trying to get out early um, and, and run. Um, he said that he also, on the up, opposite side, knew that there would be a pick and roll for Jokic. Um, if you saw, they tried to put him in as many pick and rolls um, as possible. Um, he said, especially with uh, Finney Smith, uh, or Finney at the um, at the center position, he knew that that was coming. So a bunch of switching, a bunch of rotating, and just making sure that guys are proactive, making proactive decisions. And he felt like um, Denver made a lot of reactive decisions in this one. Um, on what he uh, attributes the three-game losing streak to, he said Brooklyn's a good team. You need to like realize that they're fifth in the East. Um, they're five and one in their last six games. It doesn't matter if they have, um, if they don't have Durant. It doesn't matter if they don't have Kyrie Irving. That is a really good squad over there. Um, um, and said Denver has been in cruise control for a very, very long time, um, coupled with the fact that Brooklyn's a good team. So um, you can't just turn on the light switch and, and get it going. Um, and then to finish it out, one of the questions that he asked was. He asked, what do you think that uh, Golden State's record was um, after the All-Star break last year when they won the championship? Um, it was 11 and 12. He said those type of games happen. Um, you don't, it doesn't have to, to panic. Um, the sky is not falling. Um, you know, teams can't just turn on that switch. So he wants the team to put together um, a full 48 minutes um, and get rid of these, um, you know, bad streaks that they're on um, right now. Interesting. Thanks. Uh, Christian Brown. What did he have to say? 
So we went to go talk to Christian Brown. Uh, he, uh, he, the big, uh, the, the word of the day for him was energy. Um, he said that you, uh, you know, the decision for him to play, um, you just have to be ready. He hasn't played in a long time. Um, and you just have to just come in and change the energy. He understands that late in the year, um, it's going to be on to new guys that have to step up, have to change the energy, have to change the game. And he feels like with this effort, um, that's going to be a, a way that it's changed. Um, when they go in, uh, what is the goal for him? He said, the goal is not to get a bucket, but rather to just get a stop, try to get energy. Um, on the hard double for Jokic, he had a, a really good response, actually. He said, you have to find ways to get um, um, Jokic the ball. Um, just get the, the ball in his hands. Uh, make sure that we're flashing to the high post, give it to him at different spots. Um, said that the team's job is just to make life easier for um, Jokic, and he tries to do that once he gets into the game. Um, and then the, the final question was um, where his uh, where the, the locker room's head is at. He said, um, just to get ready um, and get back to doing what is them, get back to winning games. Um, they haven't been great offensively, and it is affecting the defense. Um, so it's not the end of the uh, world, but they have to get back to themselves. So um, I mean, he's, he's, he's a bet, even though he's a rookie. And, and I mean, you got to see him uh, contribute in a big game. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff for sure. Anything else, Dev? Anything else from Ball Arena? No, no. Um, I, I mean, everybody is upset about the uh, Michael Porter Jr. Um, being benched in the game. Um, I mean, I, he wasn't playing – he was playing great offensively. Um, and then it came down to getting stops. But the thing is, no one got stops. So, you know, making the decision to take uh, Michael Porter Jr. out just for the exact same things to happen, you know, elsewhere, um, it was pretty rough. It's tough for a guy to get rhythm. Um, he, he sat for pretty much the entire second half, especially in the fourth quarter. I thought he would come in earlier. Um, but that has to be just very tough for a guy to work so hard and to get back to – um, being in the doghouse after a couple of you know rough minutes defensively. I agree. I agree. Thanks, Dev. Appreciate uh, it, man. Thanks, Dev, Dev, come come switch me out. I'm ready. To, <laughs> I'm ready to go. If you could come. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. Um, I saw this quote on Twitter here. This I'm gonna is from, freak uh, out. I'm so mad about Vinny Benedetto. He says that um, friend of the show, Jenna Garcia, who was just on this show a couple days ago, asked Michael Porter Jr. about finding a rhythm. This is uh, in the postgame locker room. Porter answered, um, he sat me the whole fourth and put me in with 20 seconds left, I think. So, I mean, it's impossible to catch a rhythm then. I mean, he's right. It is impossible to catch this a rhythm then. This is what then. I was talking about. It's an on-principle issue. How many times have you benched this guy? How many times have you told him he needs to get better in XYZ? How many times has he showed up and been better at that stuff and not complained? He was the second best player for either either team on the floor in the first half, only behind the back-to-back -back MVP. He was great today. He had yeah. two turnovers in the third. They were his only turnovers. The Nuggets got smoked in that quarter with Jokic on the floor the entire time. The idea that this has something to do with Porter is effing ridiculous. And he should speak up for himself. I was worried we would see this quote. It's ridiculous, dude. If Malone runs him out of town over this, I'm going to freak out. You cannot bench him. You cannot bench him in that stretch after that game, after he's done everything you've asked him to. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Sorry. 
Yeah, Vo, wow. uh, MPJ is a. Is, I'm, my new nickname for Vote, by the way, is uh, Michael Porter Senior. Just FYI, he loves. <laughs> <laughs> he loves. He's not wrong though. I mean, like, no, he's not. MPJ, I MPJ mean, was. Uh, there's clearly frustration. There's there. clearly I mean, no frustration doubt. by everybody. Like, it's, it's today is a day where you just look at like so many things. You're like, bro, what, what. What? Yeah. What? And I don't want to. I I use some panicky words. I shouldn't. He's gonna run him out of town. That's ridiculous. It's one quote. <laughs> he's working I it was, out. I was here. just being upset on the air. <laughs> that, I'm not saying. Not alleging that that's where we're at. But that's where it could go. That's where it could go. And that's why you can't just. Of course. I'm sorry, man. You benching him tonight. It's terrible. Was ridiculous. Terrible. It is the worst. It's the worst side of the the Malone tough love. It's like. We're past that with him. And then they put him back on the floor for one yeah. possession as a decoy, <laughs> and he stood still. Yeah. He yeah. stood still. Yeah, it's that, insulting. That was something. No, it's legitimately insulting. The, the last play, the the one after they fouled Mikhail Bridge is what they have, like, two seconds left or something. Yes. Just time for the Jokic three-pointer from the left wing. There, there was no, like... Play the ball. The play was just to get the ball into Jokic. Porter did like this stutter step. But it was just pretty funny watching the replay. So silly. Yeah. <sighs> uh, let's hit a final break. Some other things to uh, wrap up with on the other side. Hit around the association real quick. Then we'll get out of here. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna tell you about. <laughs> here's a great time to transition into an ad read. <laughs> Let's talk about Bacchus and Shanko, Colorado's oh! premier two-man game. If you find yourself uh, seriously injured in Colorado, and that could be a, a car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, uh, trucks, you might be confused. You might be scared. You might be unsure where to turn. You are unsure no longer. You turn to Bacchus and Shanker because they win for Colorado families and they don't charge Colorado families until they win. That's yeah. right. No fee unless you win. And Bacchus and Shanker has won over a million dollars for their clients. They have more locations. They serve all of Colorado now. Neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, Fort Collins. And they have the strength and power to win your case. It's a great two-man game, but it's a full roster. They have over... 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff so that you are getting the attention you need to come out of the other side of this incident prepared, ready to go, supported, taken care of, uh, and justice was done. Yeah. So call Bacchus and Shanker at 222-2222. And that's it. Oh, All right. Well, hey, we're we back. are back here on the DNVR Nuggets postgame <laughs> lounge, the Losers Lounge presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to use the code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We'll get the super chats in one second. I just want to address two things that Dev relayed on that uh, segment he just joined us for. One was Michael Malone saying the Nuggets are on cruise control right now. And um, I feel like they are. Like, they totally I, are. I feel like they definitely are. Since that Memphis game, They've Full been cruise on control. cruise control. I they, can absolutely they, agree with that. The thing we kept saying about saying about this team earlier in the year, over and over and over, is like, wow, this team is different. They, yeah. the, they don't play down to their competition. They like take care of business. They are not, you know, doing the things that the Nuggets teams of old have done, and now they're doing the same things the Nuggets teams of old have done. They are playing down to their competition. They are just showing up. Today was a better, uh, a much better showing, but the you know the place that you always see teams and specifically the Denver Nuggets falter first is 
on the defensive side of the ball. That is, defensive side of the ball is a hundred percent hustle. It's a hundred percent effort. Uh, and if you're not, you know, and you're talking about the, the highest competition in the world as far as basketball is concerned, you can't take your foot off the gas for a second. Like, these guys will eat you up, and that's what we're seeing. Yeah. And then the second point about um, he said the Warriors went, what, 11 and 12? Yeah, yeah, after but then the All-Star break Clay last Thompson year? arrived. Um, yeah, and also Steph Curry missed, like, the last 10 games of that season. Yeah. Yeah, and like they've won titles together. At least. And they've won titles. By the way, I do want to stop myself, right? Again, there's always a line somewhere. <laughs> um, we'll find it someday. I don't listen. Like these three games, I still think they are not representative of who this team wants to be and can be. But Absolutely. I also did say, I also did say after the Bulls game, well, this is just the one. If they string several together, it gets harder to defend. This is the third one in a row. So, look, do I think they can still turn it on? Absolutely. But I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I, too, would love to I see really it. I really would love As to I'm, see it. As uh, I have fully bottomed out emotionally and <laughs> uh, proclaimed loudly that I'm quitting the show before this uh, yeah. <laughs> this uh, uh, show started. All right. Let's hit Super Chats, Kale. Let's get those up here. Let's go. Let's. This is a sicko roll call. Sicko roll call. Sickos. Yeah. Who's reading? Uh, I, I get it. Fine, right. I'll do it. Fuck. Okay. Okay. I, whatever. Freddie says, I noticed when Murray went out, we got better. Proud of our team for making a push at the end. Just not enough. It's true. I don't know what you're well, implying. But did, did Jamal Murray <laughs> go out or did Christian Brown come in? That's, <laughs> that's the question. Yeah, it's not a problem. It's an opportunity. <laughs> All right. Uh, John Lane says, any interest in seeing a Bruce Brown KCP starting backcourt? No. Nope. No. Have a fresh Jamal lead in the second unit and uh, get Christian Brown in. Uh, Jamal is useless in the second unit. I don't know why he is completely useless in the second just unit. Just stop. You just thank want you, him to thank play you, better. John. But you just want him to play <laughs> yeah. better. You want thank him- you. Uh, see yourself out. But thank you. <laughs> uh, King of the chat has returned. Ray Vaughn says... Does Malone have a good option for a floor general? Not really. Love you guys as always. I mean, I mean Jokic, of course. Yeah, I mean Murray is, is and should be. He sometimes is when he's Mur- with Jokic. Yeah, yo- but he's just not right. He's not right. But you're right. The second unit is severely lacking in any sort of uh, leadership. Reggie Jackson has brought none. Disgusting. Okay, I, I tell you what it does, man. The revisionist. And a lot of people were on it at the time, so it's not all revisionists. But reflecting on Monte Morris's tenure in Denver, man, boy, yeah. and I don't it wouldn't be a great bench, but it's exactly what Rayvon Rayvon is talking about. Floor, general. floor general, man. Yeah. Oh, you know, says absolute disaster class from Mike Malone. Oh, so bad you gave him the nickname he doesn't <laughs> want. That's tough. Let's go suck on that. It was a t- Mike tough Malone. Day. All tough right, day. Big Namic says. Haven't had to say this since last year, but unfortunately, we can't shake the hard truth. Malone is just Jeff Bizdelic with an MVP. He's reached this ceiling. He's reached his ceiling. Jeff Bizdelic? <laughs> okay. Listen, man. <laughs> Listen, man. That's where we are. That's if you where we are. It, we'll say it. <laughs> Look, Michael Malone coached a bad game today. He did. I mean, this this shouldn't be a total referendum on Michael Malone's entire coaching career in Denver. No, but that's He's what a this good show. coach. That's what this show. I mean, of you know, course. we understand. We we allow all hot takes, all anger. Let it out. Of Get course. it out of your Let system. It Let it flow. Let it go. Let's go. Uh, what do we got next here, Don't Kale? compare him to Jeff Bizdow. <laughs> Walter Worthy says, seriously, though, I'm sad because I just realized how much of an 
a casual fan I am. Who knew that RJ, Uncle, and BB are so much better than an MPJ? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know. You didn't realize. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> now you know. Uh, Topher says, Super Chat! Was at Ball Arena today. The crowd believed the whole time. Absolute letdown of an ending. Regardless, go Nuggets. On to the Raptors. Yeah, yes. listen. You're right. It's the healthiest way to look at it. Cameron says, I'm still proud of Lisa Brown's son. <laughs> hey, he was, he was, it stinks we can't be like enjoying that and, and throwing wind a bunch of flowers because yeah. he was great. Enjoy I'll still all. take the flowers, throw them at me. Not even for Christian, for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. <laughs> Little transference there. Okay. Rayvon is back. He says, the nice part about this stretch is that it has not uh, it, it has not bearing on the outcome of the playoff. The team just needs to make better choices. This is true. Yeah, it's true. I You're mean, right. none of this matters if you play great in game one, round one. None the only, it, the only bearing it has on is all of our collective mental health, yeah, which just is my quality nose diving. Yeah, it's, we are o- just, it's okay to want to see them do it again before the playoffs start. I feel that way, and yeah. I don't feel bad I feel about it. Way. I don't feel selfish or feel out of line. Drunk philosophy, drunk in the middle of the day, says <laughs> only scheme is yoke ball. Doesn't work with bench. I mean, there's something to that, man. I mean, that 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 is true. There is no scheme. That for is the bench. true. There is schemeless. None. The the most of Nuggets bench has ever had an identity. Mason Plumley, yep, yep, and Demarcus Cousins, and the, the identity of the bench <sighs> with, with Demarcus Cousins sign, was just get Demarcus Cousins DeMar- the ball. Are you telling me you can't deal with Demar- a Demarcus Cousins in the locker room for 14 games? <sighs> That might be the max you can That's deal with him in the locker room. He might suck for the whole season. We don't need him for the whole season. All right. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Uh, Big Namek is back. He says Malone's fix to three-guard lineups, four-guard lineups. <laughs> yeah, dude, a little fighting fire with fire. Good, I like actually. that. Oh, that was pretty funny, actually. Uh, uh, Post-Nut Clarity says Jesus. Malone is only good with playmaking big man. That's why it works with Plumley and D Cousins. Only, and also, Jamal is the worst number two of all the contenders. Hey, new rule. Just call him Clarity. Just yeah. call him Clarity. Or, going or forward. I'm just going to go post-nut. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond nut. Uh, James says, this was a rough one. Y'all deserve some sock money. Thank you. We need we need new socks. It's true. Dude. I could go for a pair of socks. <laughs> I just realized that's a joke about how we never have socks. No, 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 no. no, no. It's, it's because on this show, I think, were you on it? I don't know if he was on it or not. Uh, we, we talked about how we just love new socks. Oh, okay. There's nothing like the feeling love of wearing think, a pair of socks I the believe, first time. I believe we were talking about either a lineup or something that the Nuggets were doing, <laughs> feeling like putting on a fresh pair of socks, and then we went and waxed. Yeah, I could use a fresh pair. In Yo, I'm not positive my socks are clean right now. Okay, Lee, Lucas says... The issue with the bench is simultaneously replacing a point guard and a center at the same time. If we don't stagger in the playoffs, we ain't winning. I still think we're winning, though. I think you're right. We are going to stagger in a different way in the playoffs, and I just still do think we, uh, we're winning. Uh, oh, our man, Ish says, the countdown to 50 wins have been halted. What do I super chat about? What is the meaning of life? Where are the CB minutes? You're right. We found them. We found them, five. We did find them tonight. They are. Uh, Eloy says, I'm getting Denver Broncos 13 and 0 1998 vibes. Kind of worried about, uh, or kind of worried, but still Larry O or bust. I mean, at least they're not like bad, you know. There's always the chance they start playing good because they're good. Yeah, like they've lost three games in a row. I don't think I've lowered my 
championship confidence in them at all. I actually don't think I have. No, they're 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 playing. In I have the same amount of confidence in, in them to win a ring now. That Everyone I did knows two weeks we are ago. in the dog days. I do think that MVP might be flying out the window though. Uh, listen, right. I, I, don't, I don't care. I, I actually don't care anymore. Yeah, I've we're come not all full circle. I am. I'm not talking about the MVP. I haven't even come full circle. I started this. The I never thought Jokic was going to win the January. MVP. No, I did. The the disgusting thing is that how it allows people to talk about our God, Savior, and King. It makes me sick. Nathan says, "Can you infer to Malone how bad three guard lineups are, especially next to Jokic? We can't we need, actually. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. we need size and athleticism at all times at the point of attack with Jokic. You're right." Right. I mean, they have all the data. Like they, they know. Take that for data. They, they know all the lineup data. Nicholas says you, Gillespie should play backup point at this point. I think he's out for the season. <laughs> yeah, Colin <laughs> is essentially. I don't out for think the he's year. playing. I would this not. Year. Not. Yeah. That, can you though. imagine the the two way guy injured all year? We're comes in the in dog days. The, the dog days. I hate it. Oh no, our, our hater homie Laking Ball. Uh, you guys know Bubble Murray is gone. He's not that player anymore. And for my friend vote, I can't wait to see his face when my Celtics win the championship and Jason Tatum is wow, finals bold MVP. Bold move calling us friends. Oh, boy. Good the God. hater homie just went to full hater. Oh, I'm going to take your money back. Yeah. <laughs> and we, I mean, that was even homie status. That's just straight hater status. Yes, this is not Bubble Murray. He's also coming off. An ACL. No, yeah. Tear. To to I mean to truly address that. No, Murray is not Bubble Murray. We've seen him look like Bubble Murray a couple times, but he's not. He's a definitely a diminished player since a major structural uh, tear in his knee. Um, at times, you can see that he's very clearly hampered by it. It takes time. Zach Levine is just now this season, maybe a little bit of last season, getting back to where he was before his. Very similar injury. It's just something that, you know. I mean, th- th- it's a it's an absolute curse. And here we are. Let's go. I just can't believe. <sighs> Who is that guy? Take your money back. I'm fired up. Oh man, Dad, talk about MPJ some more. <laughs> you put it in the right places, folks. <laughs> uh, um, interesting night for sure. I mean, we talked about a lot on this post game show. We covered a lot of ground. Uh, interested to see how the Nuggets respond. You know how Michael Malone responds, how the bench responds, what the bench looks like. It's going to be an interesting week, that's for sure. The Nuggets head on the road now. They play at Toronto, at Detroit, at the Knicks, at the Nets, at the Wizards. Their next five games. It's five games starting Tuesday, running through next Wednesday. They're on the road for eight days. Oh, what's the worst? Danger, danger, danger. All conference teams. Oh, my God. It's not the best teams, but it's on the road, and um, like we just talked about, they're in cruise control right now, so they got to uh, tap that cruise control button and get back on the gas and brake. No, we got yours, Walter. We got yours in there. We got you. Sorry, I thought we missed a super chat. We didn't. Oh, did we? No. We We did not? All right. Uh, guys, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you for hanging with us, even in these losses. I mean, you're obviously there for the wins, but thank you so much say, for chilling I, with us during the L. I personally feel better. I felt very low at the beginning of the show. In the middle of the show, I still felt low. You guys weren't doing much for me. But now, I feel kind of low still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. A, little, a little better. Well, oh, the Walter good news says... Is- the Nuggets play in two days. Wait, just type, Walter. Just type your super chat here. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, oh, he did that one. It's the top uh, one. It's the one above it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that one. Oh, this is a rough way to end the show. Okay. I can finally publicly proclaim, says Walter, 
with great pride that I have accepted the position of lead engineer on the fire melodrama. <laughs> At least it was creative. At least it was creative. Yeah, it was. That was good. I, I'm actually I'm happy we went back to that one, even though it was a pretty big bummer to end the uh, end the show. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back. We'll be back. Um, I don't not sure if we have a show tomorrow, but the Nuggets play Tuesday, so we'll definitely be back then. Talk to you guys then. Let's go home and. <laughs>